You're listening to Make It Thrive, the company culture podcast. I'm your host, Lizzie Benton, culture consultant and founder of Liberty Mind, and I want to inspire people to create unique company cultures where our human potential can thrive. In this podcast, I talk to organizations and employees about the impact of company culture. Together, we can make it thrive. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Make It Thrive Season 4. I know season four is a little different to our previous episodes, so I really hope you're finding my solo episodes helpful and aren't sick of the sound of my voice just yet. If you're new here, we have three previous seasons you can get stuck into, where I've interviewed different experts and businesses about how we can begin to improve company cultures. So be sure to take a look back at some of those last episodes. I can guarantee there will be some insight in there that can really help you right now. Like I said, this season is a solo journey with me sharing my experience, insight and opinion on all things company culture and answering your biggest company culture questions. I'd like to thank those of you who have already submitted questions and if you haven't done so already, please send me your questions so I can really help you out. You can drop me a message on Twitter or email me on lizzie at libertymind.co.uk. Now, on to this week's company culture question. So this week, I've been asked, how do you manage subcultures in an organisation? So for those of you that don't know what a subculture is, this is where within an organisation or a company, different departments or people have started to almost create their own culture for themselves or their area. And this can become quite prominent, especially in larger organizations. So in smaller organizations, SMEs, we tend to call them, this isn't as prominent, but it does start to naturally happen in a lot of large organizations when the numbers start to go into the hundreds or thousands and the company culture just isn't as strong. So it really can become actually quite a common problem that happens in larger organizations where these subcultures or microcultures in different departments or within within uh, people circles just start to emerge. One of the big things I often get asked is, is a subculture bad for the overarching company culture? And to be honest, this all depends on whether the existing company culture is quite poor or positive. So if it's a poor company culture already, a subculture can be a way of moving the old culture. I've got a really good example of this. So um, when I was doing some studying in Amsterdam recently, I got speaking to um, a guy who worked in a very large organization. And it's still very hierarchical where managers had to sign things. There's lots and lots of silos. But his department who were predominantly based in their own office away from um, the other departments of the business decided that actually this just wasn't working for them operationally within that part of the department so instead they changed to a self-management practice and within that department and it really helped them be far more productive within that department than the rest of the organization now very sneakily the um, head of this department didn't actually tell um, his senior managers or any of the other departments how they were now operating in his department because there were still a lot of people who weren't quite sold on the idea of self-management and things like that. So 
he had to almost create his very own microculture within a much larger organization because the existing culture just wasn't good enough to help move the company forward. So it's a bit of a sneaky way he did it, but it really worked for his department. It really worked in helping them be one of the most productive departments in the organization. So when it comes to a really old and outdated culture or organizational structure, you know, actually creating a subculture within a department or an area of the business can actually help almost be a prototype for how the company culture should be running. And it's almost like a really good test or trial ground before you change the company culture because you can really see how it operates in a real real life situation before you then go on to make those bigger changes. So in that instance, creating a subculture is actually a really positive thing to do. It can really help shift a culture from outdated legacy practices to much more innovative, creative ways of working. However, if a company culture is quite generally quite positive and then you have subcultures that are differing in values or behaviors or actions, this can start to become detrimental to the business. So this is where you've got a, a really good values and you know perhaps people have bought into these values and behaviors when they've been onboarded. But you know, as the company's grown or maybe as you've hired new employees, new sort of cultures and behaviors start to emerge. This does make me feel whenever I see this that there is a much larger issue afoot. Um, you know, the existing company culture clearly isn't strong enough, is not being embed enough into the wider culture to stop these subcultures emerging. So a, a strong company culture really should be implemented in so many areas of the organization that there's just no possible way for these subcultures to emerge. So, you know, your company culture should be at the core of everything you do, from recruiting, onboarding, your operations and your processes. People should be living and breathing the culture. That it should be such an ingrained part of the business, those values, that mission, that, you know, people immediately and naturally act that way. Instead, what can happen is you know, a company can come up with a mission and values and, and, and really put some effort into their culture. But if they're not hiring properly on their on their values, then that means, you know, you've got massive differences in the way people work and the way people behave, the way people act. And while I'm not saying diversity isn't a good thing, if you want people to have the same values, that is intrinsic to having a good, strong company culture. And you really need to also hire on those values as well. So whenever I see subcultures emerging, this does make me feel like there are maybe some cracks in the company culture. And this is a really good identifier that maybe you need to actually strengthen your company culture or consider if it's it's strong enough in the position that it's in. You know, sometimes I see... Um, company cultures go from, you know, where they've started up and they're a really small business to then all of a sudden in the hundreds of people. And that transition from startup to medium-sized business can can cause some culture differences. And that's where actually the culture that you started with maybe isn't going to serve the right purpose for the larger culture you want to create. So that's where I always say, maybe it's the time to start actually assessing whether the company culture is in its fit state as it is.
Now, one of the other things you can do, if you're experiencing this within the in-house team, um, you know, maybe you're being part, you're in a department and you're seeing a subculture emerge, or maybe you're, you know, in a HR position and you're seeing these subcultures emerge in other departments. The big tip I would have for you is to become the culture ambassador. So if you notice that that people are being influenced in a culture such as this, you know, these subcultures are emerging, it falls on others to become the culture ambassadors. So you really need to create a tribe who are loyal to the existing company culture. So they're living and breathing it as well. So the more influence you have for the existing company culture, the less influence those subcultures are going to start having. So it's really important that you look at why these subcultures might be emerging. You know, is the company culture strong enough in the first place to stop these subcultures from emerging? And are these subcultures positive Or are they actually becoming detrimental to the way people are working and the way people are behaving? And like I said, it really does to me signify that there is a much bigger company culture issue because the values and the vision and everything should shine a light on the rest of the operational areas. It should shine a light on how you communicate and the processes that you do, you know, the incentives and the rewards and the recognition that you put in place. It should shine a light on absolutely everything within your company culture. So if those values aren't aren't clear from day one, if they're not being lived and encouraged on day one and throughout the day-to-day running of that business, then that company culture is quickly going to ebb away because it can't just be stimulated by materialistic objects. You really need to think about the behavior and the actions of people because that's what the values should be nurturing. It's really important that we understand that our values are very personal to us and this is exactly the same within a company culture. When we talk about values, what we have to do is really get to grips with exactly what that means and being very, very clear about what's expected of people. Because a lot of the time, you know, for example, someone might say, um, in our values, we are be respectful. What does be respectful mean? Because it's so subjective. That could mean one thing to me and another thing to you. So it's really important you actually explain and describe your values to people as well. So they truly understand what is expected of them, how they are requested to show up within the company culture. So I really hope that helps in regards to subcultures. Um, You know, what I would definitely do is start looking at your existing company culture and how you can strengthen it so that these subcultures can start to deteriorate because they can have detrimental issues. It can start having, it can actually start stimulating quite toxic cultures because one team are working one way and another team are working another way. And it can create a lot of clash in communication. And even in processes, people doing one thing one way and someone doing something another way. So it can create this real tension in a company culture. So one thing I would definitely look at is in regards to your existing company culture, how can you strengthen it? 
what can you be doing to actually make sure those values are starting to be implemented much stronger? Can you have more regular talks about your values? Can you start you know, doing a reward or recognition strategy based on your values? You really have to bring people up to where you want them to be. So that is my answer to how to manage subcultures. I really hope it's helped and given you some insight and maybe some tips into how you can start managing subcultures in your own team. And of course, each week, I like to leave you all with a quote. So I've decided to make it a regular thing on this season. Um, You know, after all, it's always good to have a bit of inspiration and words of wisdom. So here's a quote I feel ties in really well with making an impact on your culture. My definition of a good company culture is one that is consistent between what it thinks, what it says, and how people act. I think the frustration and dissatisfaction that people have in most companies is from inconsistency. Bob Glazer. Thank you so much for listening to the Make It Thrive podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. And like I said at the start, if there's a company culture question or problem you want me to tackle in this season, please just drop me a message on Twitter or email me, lizzie at libertymind.co.uk. For those of you who are struggling with any company culture changes at the moment, I am excited to say that I do have a culture change program coming at the end of July. So if you look out on Twitter, I will also include a link on the show notes to the Eventbrite page, but that could be a great way to help you make some of these positive changes. But aside from that, I look forward to seeing you next week. You've been listening to Make It Thrive, the company culture podcast with me, your host, Lizzie Benton. If you've enjoyed listening and want to keep up with all things culture, don't forget to subscribe. Thank you so much for listening and I look forward to welcoming you back next week.